This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for another episode of Health Beat, your healthy habit zone, with host Brian Hazelgren. Hello and welcome to Health Beat. I'm so glad you could join me for another episode today. This show is all about healthy living and overall well-being. We discuss topics that are related to your health and wellness, and we talk about things that can help you achieve optimal well-being. And this podcast is sponsored by rx to live your prescription for life. I'd also like to thank Heroes Media Group for the production and the distribution of this podcast. Today, I have two different topics I want to cover. And the first one is uh, something that I keep hearing about, especially during this crazy time that we live in, in 2020, and the difficulties that people have faced, and they're constantly um, fearful of even waking up and going about their daily routine. Their daily routine has been hijacked, and people are a little nervous about the future. In fact, there's many people that I've talked to in all walks of life that are worried about the word failure. And I want to talk about overcoming the fear of failure. And when we consider responsible decisions that we make, we can literally follow a pattern that'll, um, you know, that'll help us get through some of these difficult times. In fact, when a person considers that responsible decision, Uh, following a pattern, at some point, they're going to end up confronting the dreaded fear of failure option in their mind. And that's when maybe a new realization starts to set in. Like, oh, okay, well, since I'm, if I'm in control of my life, and if I fail, then it's really all my fault. Um, Even when I'm not in control of my life, it still can be my fault. I know that depression is on the rise. I know that behavioral health challenges are on the rise. I know that more people are turning to, unfortunately, drugs to help them get through and cope some of the things that they're facing during these difficult times. But I think we've gotta, we've, we need to peel that back just a little bit further and, and realize that God did not give us the discernment to make decision, right decisions all the time. Yeah, we have our free agency. Yes, we can choose ourselves what path we want to take. We have choices placed before us. We can make those decisions, but we don't always make the right choices. We don't always make the right decisions. And I believe that God never did grant us the ability to make right decisions all the time. However, he did grant us the ability to make wrong decisions right. So I also don't believe that we should look at events in our lives as failures, quote, failures, end quote. (laughs) That is what the negative Nellies want you to believe, that you failed at something. Well, I'm here to tell you that you didn't fail. 
you learned something and you achieved a result. It's as simple as that. And next time you won't make that same mistake, hopefully. So this seems to be a common theme in business and in relationships and in school when the teacher gives the student a failing grade and the list goes on and on and on. Well, many people have failed at things in life and they learn from it and then they move on. And I think we need to stop and think about this and don't allow the rise and fall of our, our, our emotional tide to deter us from our course. Your life should not be an apology. Your life should be a statement really more of an extraordinary demonstration of the possibilities that are within all of us. I saw a young man on America's Got Talent. By the way, they're not a sponsor of the show, and <laughs> this is not a commercial for America's Got Talent, but I saw a young man, I think I believe he was 22 years old, and he, he uh, was on stage. He is blind. He's autistic. And... It was actually a little bit of a challenge getting through the first opening questions that the celebrities were asking this young man. His mother was standing next to him, again, because he was blind. <clears throat> and they asked him the question, so what are, you, what are you going to do for us today? And he said, I'm going to sing you a song. And they all said, okay. And you could tell that they were a little uncomfortable and that they were kind of tolerating the moment. And the next thing we got to see unfold before our eyes is that this young man uh, sat down at a piano and he started to play. And the piano the, that he was playing was very well done. And then he started to sing and he had the voice of an angel. And he literally shocked the judges. He went on to sing, I don't know, maybe a two minute, two and a half minute song. And they were all stunned at his voice and his talent. And one of the judges even reached over and pushed the golden button. And they all know that when they push the golden button, the, the gold glitter falls from the sky. And that individual moves on to the final round. Not just to the next round, but they're all the way to the final round. So that's quite an accomplishment. She was overcome with uh, emotions and could not believe what she had just witnessed. So she pushed the, the celebrity pushed the, uh, the gold button. My point is that young man had failed so many times in his life. He had been bullied, um, but he didn't look at things as failures. He didn't look at losing his sight as a failure in life. He turned his life around. His life is not an apology. His life was an absolute statement to those that were witnessing that in the audience as the judges and those of us watching it on television. And he, too, had an extraordinary demonstration of the possibilities that literally lie within all of us. It was so cool to see that. So maybe another way of looking at failure is to ask yourself how you can use that experience to catapult you to your next success. Your next success is out there. It's waiting for you. It's just waiting for you to act. It's waiting for you to do something about it. Now, many people recently, over the, it, it just seems like over the past few years, and especially this year, that people are hitting rock bottom. And then they turn around, then their life turns around. 
So is hitting rock bottom really a signal for you at, at, that it's maybe a turning point? Well, although it may not feel like it at the time, it actually is. And why is that? It's because great ideas and inspiration often come from hitting rock bottom. When things don't go as planned, it generally means that you need to make a course correction. We've all heard how Thomas Edison responded to the notion that he had failed over 10,000 times when he created the light bulb. And he calmly just said, I didn't fail. I just discovered 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Great comment to the negative Nellies and the naysayer, naysayers out there. And we're, we are grateful that he, he kept trying because we have electric, uh, elect, well, we have the light bulb so that we can see. Uh, I'm sure Las Vegas is really glad for that because <laughs> uh, they're lit up with the city of lights. Anyway, when you view your failures, I believe uh, if you look at them a little bit closer and you, and you see those as opportunities for growth and discovery, you can free yourself, free yourself literally from the fear of failure. So how can you fail when your so-called failures are simply lessons that you learned on your way to success? Thomas Edison felt that way. Let me say it again. Let me ask you that question again. How can you fail when your so-called failures are merely lessons that you will learn on your way to a successful outcome? And what if you were to put into motion the idea that you could follow, if you follow certain patterns in your life, you can find success more often, you can find success easier, and you can actually realize that as you're making decisions and faced with choices, that the way you think about things helps dictate your decision. I remember a quote uh, from Harry S. President Harry S. Truman <clears throat> from many years ago. This quote that he uh, gave, uh, I actually put this in one of my books, and the quote is, if decisions are choices and our thinking dic dictates our decisions, then we, then we are where we are because of our thinking. And the buck stops here. Let's even do a little exercise uh, from here and, and learn from our so-called failures and ask ourselves, what, let me ask, and why don't you ask yourself this, what has been your biggest failure so far in your life's adventure? We all can think of failures, so-called failures that we have in our lives, have had. Uh, so what's the biggest one? You may want to take a few minutes and write that down. Write down your journal or wherever you can reflect back um, on what you learned from this so-called failure. And how about if we take this notion one step a little bit further, the notion of the buck stops here. Well, I believe that we need to put aside negative patterns in our thinking. And from this moment forward, we need to accept responsibility for our past. You and I need to start saying to ourselves, I will accept responsibility for my past because I understand that the beginning of wisdom is to accept responsibility for my own problems and that by accepting responsibility for my past, I'm free. I can free myself to move into a bigger, brighter future of my own choosing. I believe that we are here today 
mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, even financially, because of the decisions that we've made. We need to own those decisions. And then we need to realize, like President Harry S. Truman said, that our decisions have always been governed by the way we think. So today is the day that we begin the process of changing where I am, where you are, by changing the way I think and start saying the buck stops here with me. Anyway, that's a little bit about uh, the fear of failure. Now I want to move into another area to help us uh, overcome that fear of failure, overcome the notion that we could actually fail. And it leads into the next area of our, of our discussion today, and, and it's called Understanding the Power of Patterns. I wrote a program about this a while ago, <clears throat> and I think that uh, when, you, when we start to form patterns, we will fail less. You literally will feel more in control and empowered when, and, and be able to achieve what you want when you start following patterns. So then let me ask you, do the patterns you are following get you where you want to be? And if the answer is yes, then congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you're, you're part of the 1% that have actually figured that out. But today I want to talk to the 99% whose patterns are not getting them where they want to be. I want to talk about the power of patterns. I'm actually just going to follow along uh, with a presentation that I gave <clears throat> and will continue to give hopefully in the future about how patterns are powerful in our lives. And then we just, again, well, I want to ask that same question. Do the patterns you are following get you where you want to be? Because if you look at patterns, there could be different meanings here. It could be a meaning of a model that you follow, a blueprint, even a system. You've probably heard patterns maybe even called a template or a stencil. So the patterns we're looking for are those that develop a pattern of success. I don't really care. Well, I do care that it's negative on the, on the flip side of the coin, the patterns of destruction is what I call them, can be left to those who wanna be miserable. So we're not gonna talk about that today. We're gonna to talk about patterns of success and helping us overcome the fear of failure. And when our resources are put towards patterns of success, magic can literally happen. You know, if you think about different patterns that we're exposed to each and every day of our lives, we see patterns of artwork, we see how uh, a systematic uh, approach of creating art, whether it's certain shapes that are put into uh, a pattern, whether it's certain um, colors that are put into a pattern. It's, it's really cool to be able to see those and follow those with your eye and try to figure out how the artist came up with those things. I also remember seeing some black and white um, patterns that were really cool and they were really cool just to stare at them at as a picture, but then they would all, we, when, it, when you push the button on the computer, it would actually start to turn or move or spin. And those patterns became something that were almost mesmerizing. The point is patterns of artwork can be beautiful and they can allow us to see things that we may not normally have pointed out ourselves. It takes someone else like an artist to maybe take some of those patterns and turn them into something that's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Next area, um, as you all know, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm a former, well, I'm an athlete still, uh, but I used to play four sports all year round and uh, had opportunities to be in the professional ranks 
Um, got too many injuries, wasn't in the cards, but I was an athlete that had to, and still do today, have to follow patterns in order to work out and follow the right regimen to stay healthy. Uh, whenever I've watched athletes at, uh, you know, higher levels, but probably more at the collegiate level and at the professional level, uh, they, they follow patterns of working out and drills that they have to go through in order to achieve their success. Uh, when they do that and they follow those patterns, what follows literally can be winning championships or winning the gold medal or, or being, uh, coming in first place, even being chosen as an all-star or chosen as an all-star. And those who don't, uh, do those things. They end up with, uh, you know, lying on the couch and having a bag of potato chips and watching TV all day. Those are the patterns we don't want to follow. Those are those destructive patterns that we, we don't want to follow. We want to follow the patterns of success like athletes. Same thing with builders. They follow a, bru- a blueprint, which is literally a systematic pattern that they follow from one step to the next, from building the foundation to uh, having the framing completed to putting the plumbing in and the electrical and uh, the HVAC and um, the landscaping and the roofing, all those things actually have a pattern that has to be followed. Well, that blueprint is that pattern that they follow. Same thing with surgeons. Surgeons follow a pattern, thank goodness, for successful patient outcomes. Woodworkers. I'm a woodworker. Boy, I say that fast 10 times. I love, to, I love to build things, uh, have since I was a young kid and, and don't always have the time to do that, but it's a hobby that I love to do. I love to build furniture and, and other things out of, out of wood. Woodworkers create a pattern and, and they use that as a model to eliminate having to start from scratch every time they create something new, if they're going to continue to create that. Even pilots thank goodness, follow the right patterns. They follow patterns um, from one destination to the next. Uh, it's really cool to look at a flight pattern and see how those, uh, not just the flight pattern that they're following, but also what, what, uh, how high they're going to be flying as well. Sometimes when you go across the country, you might be flying at 31,000 feet. Other times you might be flying at 38,000 feet. The point is the pilots follow a pattern. I remember my wife also pointing out to me that um, she loves to follow a pattern to create a new dress or a new skirt or a new shirt or top of some sort. And that pattern that she follows allows her to even get creative uh, and add a few little extra things to the completed product, but she follows a pattern. Finally, maybe one more uh, last item to point out is that uh, our military personnel, they follow a pattern and those patterns that they follow actually save lives. So the training and the drills and the exercises that they go through and that pattern they go through every day drills into their minds that those patterns are also followed out of the battlefield as well. It's like an athlete uh, as well. You, you play like you practice, just like our military when they do those practice drills, that's how they're going to be performing out in the real world. And it will literally save lives. So patterns then become almost a repeated design, a repeated um, um, model that they follow. 
And when patterns are followed, the end product can literally become a perfect tapestry that's put together. So the elements of patterns, we have to talk about that for just a minute, because I think the elements of a pattern are important for us to understand. First of all, it's more of a, a repeat, a repeatable event. It's a, it basically becomes a way for the person to predict what the outcome will look like. It'll also help us figure out where we are today is based on what we have done in the past. And if we're not achieving the goals that we had written down or thought we should have achieved by now, this time, this point of our lives, then where you are today, financially, emotionally, physically, is from decisions that you've made in the past, like I pointed out earlier, but are you happy with that? And if you're not, then it's time to make some changes. That's our third element. The third element is changes. Sometimes it's necessary to, those changes are necessary to help us get to where we want to be and achieve the things we want to accomplish in our lives. And like it or not, when we follow the same pattern and continue to get the same results, and if they're not what we desire, then we need to make some changes. So the elements of a pattern, again, are those three areas. Make it a repeatable or, or predictable system. What, where you are today is based on what you have done in the past and changes may be necessary in order to get you where you want to be. So what's the pattern again that you follow every day? Does it lead you to an end result that'll make you happy and proud? And if the answer is no, then it's time to reevaluate your patterns. It's time to come up with a better solution to help you move forward in life. It's time to get serious. So a good question to ask yourself is, what are my daily patterns? And if you want more out of life, then do something about it and take action. And it's time to move towards your ultimate goals. There's a quick quote from Doug Dillon. Pay attention to the intricate patterns of your existence that you often take for granted. We all do that. We're all guilty of that. We just take some of those things for granted. Here's another quote from Amit Ray. Great leaders know that under the turmoil of chaos and change, there is a beauty of patterns and designs. So what patterns do we take, do we take for granted that either help us or hurt us? And as we pay attention to the daily patterns of our life, are they leading you, are they leading me in a direction where we ultimately want to end up? So we just have to find the right patterns that will make it easier for us to achieve our goals. And the area that we can peel back that onion just a little bit further with is looking for patterns. Are they positive patterns or are they negative patterns? If it's a positive pattern, you'll see that the passion come forth. You have passion in what you're doing. You, you, you lose track of time because you're so passionate about it. You actually follow a system. And you're excited about the results that you achieve. And you can see that you can get a positive return on your investment, whether it's capital or your time. You can get a positive ROI, positive return on your investment. Versus the flip side of the coin, if you're looking at negative patterns, what are those? Well, a negative pattern is making excuses all the time. Or listening to the negative voices that tell you to oh, just stop, it's not going to work. 
or when you start procrastinating or continue to procrastinate, or when you blame everyone else if you haven't achieved your goals. Those are negative patterns. We don't want to follow those. We want to follow the positive patterns. So those are areas that we have to look at when we're trying to figure out how we're moving forward every day. Follow the positive patterns. Passion for what you do. Following a system. Being excited about your results and having a positive return on your investment. So when we stick with patterns of success, we literally can follow a system that's already been proven. We can learn from others and use what works for them in our, even in our own lives. That'll help us incorporate new ideas in what we're trying to accomplish. And always remember that we have to be um, either become adaptable or stay adaptable because with, uh, flexibility and versatility are so important in life today. So when, when things get thrown in our path, we have to be flexible, we have to be versatile, and we have to adapt. And also write down what works, whether you're writing it physically in a notebook or in a journal, or you're typing it in your phone, write it down. And then sometimes in those patterns of success, we have to look at what will change, what we can change in our lives to help kind of liven things up, come up with new creative and innovative ideas and getting us through our day or creating a new product or a new service, maybe even a new industry. That's when the ideas start to flow when we start to liven things up and make it fun, make it unique, make it different. There's, there's traits of others we can actually follow who have done that. And I think that uh, whatever system we're in, whether it's at work, in our family, at church, on a sports team, athletic team, you have to create and maintain a positive culture. And then that requires the mastery, mastering the art of positive thinking, where you can build a roadmap to your successful future, whatever that successful future holds, whether it's better health, better wealth, um, better emotions, better feelings about yourself and about your circumstances. As you bring all those things together and start with creating and maintaining that positive culture, that'll help you get to where you want to be as well. Um, a while back we were, I was talking to our team, our staff, and we were talking about, um, you know, kind of a mantra for the company. And we, we, uh, I just threw this out there to our team and it, it stuck. It seems it, it works and it's simple. We have to have fun at what we do. If it's not fun, then why are we doing it? So have fun and then do good and enjoy winning. Those three things are the mantra that make up the simple way that we go about our daily activities at work. And I find myself often that we have to remind some of our folks to remember to have fun, remember to do good while they're in the community and, and helping people along the way achieve their goals and then enjoy winning. If you don't enjoy winning, that's, that's a bit of a challenge. You got to, you got to overcome that because you have to want it. You have to go out there and want to do something different and, to sh and, and then show others how you're unique in that thought process. All right. So a couple of things here. What do you really want? What do you want out of life? I think it's going to come down to three things. Define what you want, write down what you will do 
and then take action. So if we define what we want, we need to take a few minutes and write down what we want to achieve. Do we want, if we're in business, do we want more sales? Do we want more connections? Do we, do we want more wins? Do we want to build a legacy in our personal lives? Do we want to have more happiness and joy? So take a few minutes, accomplish what, you know, ask yourself, what do you really want? And there's your first one, define what you want. Write it down, which number two is obviously write down what you will do and create your own strategy that works for you specifically. Create and follow that strategy so that it works for you personally, in business, in relationships, at church, in sports, wherever it may be in your life. Write it down because a goal not written is only a wish. We've often heard that before. Then the last point again is to take action. Thoughts become actions. Remember those three things, thoughts, three words, excuse me. Thoughts become actions. When you have the right attitude and you don't wait and you don't hesitate and you act, you can achieve some amazing things. So take action. So those three things again, on what you really want, define what you want, then write down what you want, and then take action. Now, as we move forward through the rest of, uh, I guess, this particular episode, I want you to recognize that there are many things that we can do. There's some next steps that you can take. You can, first of all, uh, go back to when I, I wrote a book uh, many years ago called The Business Game Plan. And um, I put in there, a, I told a story about when I was in college, how I watched our star, star quarterback, who later became an NFL star. His name's Jim McMahon. And as a freshman, I watched him and his work ethic. I watched how he led the team. And later on in life, I wrote about his desire to win, his determination to get what he wanted, and his dedication in order to achieve those goals. Those three things, desire to win, determine what you want, and dedicate your time and talents can help you lead to some areas of your life that you can achieve the success that you're hoping for, that you're working for, that you're trying desperately to achieve each and every day of your life, hopefully. When you have the right desire to win, it'll help you move mountains. When you're determined to get what you want, others will see that. They'll come and work with you. They'll help you move mountains uh, so you don't have to do, the, do that on your own all the time. And then when you dedicate your resources, your time, your talents, even sometimes your capital, when you're dedicated to something, and those three things, the three Ds of success is what I call those, that comes together and it makes life incredibly well for you. So maybe today we can just end with another quote from another book. If you're not satisfied with your current situation, then look for opportunities. Create a pattern of success. Keep a positive attitude. And build a successful life. That was something that I wrote a few, well, wrote a while ago. And I, it still applies. It doesn't matter even what, what age I am. <laughs> 
all those things still apply in my life today. So hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. Talk a little bit about uh, overcoming the fear of failure and then moving into patterns that we can utilize in our own lives. So for now, again, I want to just say thank you for tuning in today. Really appreciate you being here as always. And if you'd like to get a copy of one of my books, you can see it on my website, brianhazelgren.com. You can also go to positivepeopletools.com. If you'd like to get something, uh, any of those books, um, I want to thank you for turning into HealthBeat. And thank you again to Heroes Media Group for the production and the distribution of this podcast. For now, this is Brian Hazelgren. I'm going to sign off. There's more to come. There's more tips and innovative ideas. There's more things that you can learn, hopefully, as we learn together and uh, help you find that optimal health, that op optimal wealth, and that balance that you're looking for in your life. So thank you again for tuning in. Make it a great day.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.